Hey friends, welcome to this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast and join me today as I welcome Dr. Rakesh Rana, a seasoned associate executive coach and a guiding force in transforming lives. With a passion for simplicity, clarity, and achieving life-changing goals, Rakesh brings a wealth of experience to our conversation on unlocking purpose, productivity, and personal growth. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's such an honor. Thank you, Christina. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Hey, parents, listen up. I've got a game changer for you. The Addicted Child, A Parent's Guide to Adolescent Substance Abuse by Richard Capriola. And here's the kicker. Richard spills the beans on explaining substance used by today's adolescents and how drugs work in the teen brain. He's even included important warning signs for self-harm and eating disorders and how to find the right help for your teen. And the best part is you're getting all of these mind-blowing insights without breaking the bank. If you're a parent or know someone who is, this book is going to be your secret weapon. Kindle or paperback, grab your copy on Amazon or go to theaddictedchild.com. The insights in this book are pure gold. And spread the word, share the love, and let's empower ourselves with knowledge. Every parent needs to know this. It's a game changer. And don't miss out because the wisdom in this book is too good to pass up. Let's stay awesome, stay curious, and get ready for transformation. Yeah. So, you know, diving in to today's topic, you know, how can individuals recognize and overcome the common challenges that lead to a plateau in their personal Mm -hmm. and professional lives? Of course. Um, Quite often, I would say a lot of times it's, uh, first of all, having the awareness. Sometimes Mm -hmm. people can be stuck in a bit of a rut. Uh, They have a feeling something's not quite right. And they're not sure what it is. And it's probably something I went through myself as well. And um, I talked to friends about it, colleagues at work, maybe. And they're always taking a life coach. I didn't actually know what one was back then. And um, it took me a few years to realize before I got my own. And I think that's what it is. It's about having somebody that can help you, whether it's a life coach, a mentor, an advisor that you can speak to, soundboard about and figure out what it is that you want to do. Yeah. You know, I think that kind of ties into like self-awareness, you know, like having a deeper understanding of like what you want um, in your life. Hey there, amazing listeners. I've got something super special to share with you today. Have you ever felt like there's just not enough hours in the day to juggle everything from family to business and everything in between? Well, if you have, you are not alone. Our incredible author, Jill, knows exactly how you feel. She's on a mission to help super moms like you and me develop their own personal time management framework. No more mom brain, forgetting appointments, or feeling like you are drowning in responsibilities. Jill's book, Happy, Healthy, and Wise, is not your typical self-help guide. It's a treasure trove of hard One Wisdoms for Human Perspective, offering unique, effective, and thought-provoking ways to change your life. And the best part is, it's not difficult, time-consuming, or scary. This book is your companion guide. Pick it up, read a page, and get inspired and take action. It's like having a wise friend by your side guiding you through the chaos and helping you find the exclusive balance that you are looking for in your life. 
So you can grab your book on Amazon or head over to Jill's website, www.jillwright.ca. Trust me, this is a game changer and you don't want to miss it. So let's stay awesome, stay inspired, and let's welcome positive change into our lives. You know, in your experience, you know, what role did the self-awareness play in achieving, you know, your life changing, a life changing goals and like finding your purpose? I think the lack of self-awareness leaves you on that hamster wheel, essentially. It mm-hmm. just leaves you on autopilot. You just carry on doing day in, day out. You know, you hear about this thing, about this monotony, people just living the same day over and over again. Without any kind of awareness, that's what you have. And I think having a feeling that something's not right and I want more out of life. And again, my clients, they want more out of life. It's They reach out and they want to speak to somebody to raise their awareness, to be challenged with their thinking, their immediate thinking. Because actually, once you break through those barriers, break through that monotonous lifestyle, you can raise that awareness to understand what it is that you actually want to go on and achieve and do in your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I also think it's great to have someone to help you recognize like an outsider looking in like you, you know, to help people, you know, sometimes people feel lost in figuring out like what it is that they really want, you know, so it's mm-hmm. great to have, you know, that guidance and that coach to kind of help, you know, people really figure that out, you know, and then so, yeah, exactly. yeah. so can you share some like practical strategies for building like strong connections and relationships, both personally and professionally? Of course, uh, I think the key thing, and you, you get trained this as a coach as well, but I think this is a skill that everybody should learn. And I think it's not sporty enough, and that's listening. Mm. Too often, we're interjecting, we're completing people's sentences, we're kind of assuming what people are going to say. But actually, if we just sit back and give people the space to talk, we can become better at communicating. And I think it's once we become better communicators we're able to then do better things I think that's key for me just become better at listening I think that's one key takeaway mm-hmm. and then another one is once you've listened and you have a better understanding you can then ask better questions and through asking better questions you get better answers and with those better answers you can take better actions to drive yourself forward and I think that's what it comes down to it's this listening getting better and with that betterment taking actions to go on and achieve things in life. Yeah, no, it makes sense. You know, we're even thinking of like, how are we going to respond to the person before they've even finished, you know, and like, let me raise your hand or let me interject. You know, when we live in such this fast paced world that, Mm -hmm. you know, information's coming at us fast, like, and our attention span has gotten less and less. So we really do need to, you know, it's a great reminder to like, just take a step back, breathe, give someone space to communicate and listening. I mean, I think that's one of the hardest things is listening um, for sure. It's definitely a learned skill. I must admit that the book that was transformative for me in terms of this topic was Nancy Klein's uh, A Time to Think. Mm. Uh, And I think that was just, just transformative for me because it really taught me about my internal chatter and how I need to switch it off. I was always a very impatient person, you know, just wanting people to hurry up and, interjecting and and it's reading that book it just really started me on my whole coaching journey yeah yeah it's one of those like epiphany aha moments like one of those books that like just get you so you know Mm -hmm. we were talking about listening so but how does the language aspect of your coaching model contribute to clear communication and you know goal uh, attainment in one's life 
language is so important um and it comes down to how we actually one talk about ourselves and talk about others and situations so i'd like to work with my clients especially within coaching frameworks in terms of reframing um, something very simple so you know you might ask what, what does that look like so a lot of the times people will come to me and they say i've got this problem the first thing i say to them is let's let's reframe the problem let's not call it a problem because problem in itself is a very defeatist word and you kind of feel stumped so what i say is let's refer to it as a challenge so reframing problems into challenges and then automatically as soon as you say the word challenge you feel as if there might be a solution to it and it's something that you need to overcome Mm-hmm. So you're actually thinking into the future already. That's something simple. And then things like using the word should. You often hear people, I should do this, I should do that, I should be doing this. And something that was taught to me and I've started using a lot was when you use the word should, it means you're probably not doing things for yourself. You're doing it for others. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe societal pressure, family pressure, whatever it is. You're doing it for other people, not yourself. So instead of using the word should, Try to include and reframe it to use words like I want to, I need to, I have to, I'm inspired to. Mm. They're a lot more empowering words. Then it, you take ownership of that action. Mm-hmm. When you say I should, you may or may not do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so amazing how powerful language is, you know, and how just even like the, you know, the should to I need to, I want to, I'm passionate about it. It really just has a whole different like feeling. And it makes you really kind of open up your mind and like the creativity of like how to, you know, solve the, what what wasn't a problem, but it was um, the, what was the word that you use instead of challenge? Challenge. Thank you. You know what I mean? Challenge. Yeah. So, you know, as it is, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It is just these little tweaks sometimes that they don't need to be, huge and profound changes that you need to make in your life but little tweaks can just completely set off your uh, uh, neural pathways in completely different directions yeah yeah i'm a firm believer in that so you know as an advocate for simplicity and clarity what advice do you have for individuals looking to simplify their lives for greater fulfillment learn to say no and it's one of the hardest things, you know, we're, we're, we're often brought up as children, as we get into adolescent, you know, we shouldn't say no to things, you know, accept somebody's giving you an opportunity, take it, say yes to opportunities. And even now, social media, there's plethora of saying, say yes to opportunities that come your way. But actually, learning to say no is so much more powerful, because when you learn to say no, you actually give better opportunities to come your way. And actually, it will allow you to give say yes to the proper more strategic opportunities that may come your way um quite often we don't want to say no because we'll let people down uh, or we might feel ashamed into saying uh, no because it may make look make us look bad but honestly learning to say no and you can say no gently to people as well you know not right now i've got too much on my plate or things like that mm-hmm. letting people down gently and saying no honestly would give you back so much more time for yourself Yeah. And that's like kind of learning to set boundaries for yourself. And sometimes boundaries, you know, can hurt people's feelings, but you know, we have to set that groundwork and know like what's going to be right for us. And I think it is important to learn to say no, because sometimes I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And then like, you're over exhausting yourself. And I'm like, wait, but this doesn't really align with me. I'm not, you know what I mean? I just need to 
we need to take a step back and and saying no is all about the boundaries too of course and and when we and like you said it's exactly that when you when you end up saying yes to things your energy's not there you don't feel right actually it can cause illness because you get stressed and anxious about things because you're not delivering mm-hmm. so learning to say no is just so powerful yeah you know and that kind of comes with like confidence building so when it comes to confidence like what strategies or exercises do you recommend for someone seeking to boost their you know self confidence and the that ability to say no mm-hmm. here's the thing a lot of people get this the wrong way around they will they'll say that once I'm confident, I'll do something. Mm-hmm. And so back to front. What I always say is that you've got to do the smallest possible action. And when you take that smallest bit of action, you see the reward and what you've accomplished. That's going to give you the confidence to try harder next time, to do more next time. So mm-hmm. it's all about baby steps. It's about doing something which will then give you confidence. It's always about action, reward, confidence. And it's not the other way around. It's not you've got to have the confidence to get the action. No. It's you've got to do something. So if you've got this huge, big goal, of course, you're not going to be confident to go for it. What you need to do, and, you know, this is where it helps to work with a coach, is to break that down into its smallest possible manageable task. Mm -hmm. Do that small task to give you the confidence to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. Like you have to, if you have a fear of it and a desire, you just got to jump in and go for it because obviously it's, it's somewhat meant for you to go down that path. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're really not going to ever have the confidence. I didn't have the confidence to start the podcast, but I just did it anyway. You know what I mean? And, and you now know I was going to two years. I was going to, I was going to use that exact example with you. I was going to say to you, when you started this, I'm sure you weren't full of confidence. I'm sure you had apprehension, but in the end, something just told you I have to start. And I'm sure where you are now compared to where you were two years ago in terms of how you produce it, what you do with it, the questions, the level of question you ask your uh, uh, the interviewees, it's completely different. It's even better. And you've got the confidence to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's definitely a work in progress and always learning and adapting and learning from my mistakes. But you know, just doing it and putting myself out there was like me stepping out mm-hmm. of my comfort zone, which is what we need to do in order to grow. So, um, of yeah. So, and that's the whole part of just diving in, you know, be uncomfortable. You grow in the uncomfort, uncomfortability. Um, yeah. so in your coaching experience, like how do you guide individuals through the process of defining and enhancing their, um, personal brands and lives? So a lot of the times the personal brand comes out through a, a journey. First of all, they're going to come to me with uh, wanting to achieve some sort of a goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a coach, I can never guarantee a goal. I mean, that's not what we work towards. What we work towards is my client's theoretical goal. And what I say is more often than not, these goals will change because right now they don't know what they don't know. And as they go through this coaching journey, they amass more knowledge. They learn more about themselves. And when they do, they actually realize that actually they can achieve so much more. And by doing that, their goals shift. So they don't change maybe 180, but what they will do, they'll change slightly and actually grow bigger. Mm-hmm. And what I say to clients is we may not, as part of this coaching program, reach your goal. However, what you will, what will happen is part of this coaching you will become the kind of person that is capable of reaching this goal. And that is something that they're very comfortable with. Because in the end, I think anything in life isn't always about achieving goals, but enjoying the journey, enjoying the outcomes from the journey, and making sure you're headed somewhere. And and through that, they learn so much more about themselves. And then that's what they apply into their own branding. Yeah. 
No, I love that. So before I dive into my four questions, is there anything else you'd like to sprinkle on top of our conversation today? You know, you've asked me a lot of questions and they're fantastic questions, by the way. And um, in such a short space of time, it's so difficult to help so many people. But one thing I always say is everybody has an idea. Everybody wants to achieve something in life, but they're scared. Scared of what others are going to think, scared of failure, whatever it is. It's too big a goal. What I say, and I've just said it before as well, break it down to the smallest thing that you need to do first mm-hmm. and take action. Honestly, success comes from action, nothing else. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter whatever you do. You can act and fail. You can keep acting and fail, but you're constantly learning. As long as you're in motion, as long as you're taking action, you will succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's inevitable. You can't just sit... Mm-hmm and daydream about it, you really have to put action towards it. And you will see the results. Maybe it might not be like what you had envisioned, but it might, you know, it'll turn out better, you know, but yeah. So I think that that's a great reminder. Mm -hmm. All right. So my first question to you is who and what inspires you? Oh, who inspires me? This is a bit of a challenging one because not a lot of who are in, inspires me as such. I mean, I look at heroes. I grew up uh, admiring Bruce Lee, you know, mm-hmm. passed away when I was around, but watching his old movies, watching his, or listening to some of his talks and his ethos and stuff. And it's, and it's, it is, it's about simplification. It's about moving forward. It's taking action, going with the flow, but just taking essences and just driving forwards. That is very, very inspirational for me, but realistically, what do I look at now? I look at myself. I try and inspire myself because what I've realized through my coaching journey is that we as humans and me as an individual, we can achieve so much. And as long as I'm growing and learning every day and I don't look back to yesterday with any regrets, I've done great. And that's what I do every day. Mm -hmm. It's like your future self is like your inspiration. You know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And so my second question is, what is something you wished you knew when you were younger? I wish that I wasn't so scared to speak to people. You know, I wish somebody had pushed me to engage more with people. And it's something I learned very much late in life. I mean, it probably doesn't come across, but grew up a a natural introvert, couldn't speak to people, uh, always the shy one in the corner or the the quietest room in the uh, Mm -hmm. uh, voice in the room, let's say. Uh, I wish somebody had given me that support and encouragement to go out and talk. Mm -hmm. the confidence thing that we're talking about you know what I mean yeah going out and having just you know walk up to a stranger and say hi or whatever it is no qualms now I can do it easily yeah (laughs) you're a professional now (laughs) you're going to my late teens early 20s you know I'd still struggle okay okay so then my third one is what's the essential part of your daily routine Oh, the essential part is me. My non-negotiables is waking up at six o'clock every morning. Uh, even though I don't want to on a weekend, but natural body clock, that's my non-negotiable, getting up at six o'clock, because what that does, that kickstarts my day, my routine, getting up, doing a workout, whatever that workout might be for that day, mm-hmm. and then starting. And I know the days where I think I want to have a lie-in, and, you know, the day just gets away from you. So for me, the non-negotiable, get up at six, that's my routine. And then whatever comes, comes. I may not have a lot planned, but if I'm up, I know I've got time to do things. Yeah. Yeah. And then the best advice you've ever received. Oh, the best advice I've ever received. 
I remember I, I, I studied um, in the US as part of undergrad for one year mm-hmm. when I was doing my chemistry degree. And I, um, I used to be good at science back in the day, but for some reason, physics, I really struggled when I came to the US because I think it was the teaching style of the teacher. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't doing very well. And I remember doing the first midterm and getting a low score, you know, surprisingly low. I was actually shocked, thinking, no, I'm not going to pass this. Anyway, I went up to the tutor afterwards and he wasn't very helpful. Um, and I was asking him questions and he and he just sat there saying, so what do you want? What do you want me to do? And I wanted to say, tell me how to do it. But those words wouldn't come out. In the end, his advice was. You're more than capable of doing it yourself. You have everything available to you. Just go and apply yourself. I think that's really stuck with me throughout mm-hmm. my life. Go and apply myself. Yeah. There's so much knowledge out there. There's so much out there. There's so much information. We just need to gather it and apply it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was really great way to end this wonderful conversation. Dr. Rakish, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. All of his links are down below in the show notes. Don't be shy. Go say hi. And I hope to see you all in the next one. Thank you. Thank you very much.